before I get into my sermon, before you take notes, there are a couple of things I got to address. I see I had never saw this in my days of study. But Pastor Joplin, I see three wins in this passage. Now, I told you there are three characters, but Brother Bryson, I see three wins in this passage. If you like to write them down, I'll not labor the point. There is the wind of holiness. Number two, there is the wind of harmony. Number three, there is the wind of harvest. Now, I want you to consider for just a moment without laboring, without sweating or spitting, just calmly addressing these three winds. The wind of holiness is a sharp, bitter wind. And it is sent by God to get your attention. How many would agree God can send the Holy Ghost to get your attention? So the wind of holiness is a sharp and a bitter wind and its sole purpose is to get my attention. Number two, the wind of harmony. Big word, simple word. Well, okay, sharp and bitter is the wind of holiness. What is the wind of harmony? I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. Amen. It is a sweet and a soft wind that brings me into alignment. Amen. That boy, Brother Tony, walked away and he walked into sin and, and we'll get in that in a moment and he squandered it and he wasted his living and, and, and there he was and, and God sent the wind of holiness and, and then the wind of harmony began to blow and, and when the wind of harmony began to blow it brought him back to the father's house and it brought him into alignment with his father so the last wind We'll not preach long, just mention it. The wind of harvest. So when God sent these winds and it got his attention and then it brought him into alignment, the wind of harvest brought abundance in his life. Amen. When he came back home, he just wanted to be a servant. But his father... Gave him everything back. And he found abundance. Is anybody glad that God knows how to send the wind of the Holy Spirit at the right time, at the right moment, right when you needed it the most? Here comes the wind. If you agree with that, shout amen. Now, Here's where I really want to preach. I, I just wanted to introduce the text that way. But here's what I'm preaching. Number one, write this down. The lost son, he is the aim, A-I-M. He is the aim of every revival. <laughs> Amen. Oh, preacher, Everybody, no, 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 we don't always know that. I thank God, Brother Chris and Sister Brittany and this praise and worship team. I don't know about y'all, 
How many enjoyed the powerful praising and worship that we just had just a moment ago? Powerful. And we thank you guys for flowing and operating in God. I love worship. I love singing. And I love this beautiful building. But can I tell you, sir, can I tell you, ma'am, I will never be satisfied until we have a harvest of souls. Until we have, Brother Kevin, Brother Troy, mankind that is broken and busted and messed up and we find them in an altar crying out saying, God, I'm guilty. God, I'm a sinner. God, I need salvation. Is anybody glad that the lost son and the lost daughter is the aim of every revival? Amen. Now, I love it. But I want to draw that a little plainer today. Family of God, I know this church is evangelistic. I know this church cares about souls. I believe that with every fiber of being that's in me. But can I tell you as an overall whole, the church in America has lost its aim. We want everything but sinners. We want money so we can build bigger buildings. We want things. But can I tell you, Brother Bryson, help the American church to know that the aim is still lost humanity. That's the aim. Now, I love you and you're listening well, but I just got to show you the aim. Who, who, Derek, you said it's a lost son, a lost daughter. It is. But I'm going to tell you what's going to shock you probably won't shock you. The aim is that man that walked out on his family. He's the aim. The aim is that lady that was strung out on drugs last night. She's the aim. The one that society has thrown away. The one that they said, he's too far gone. They're too, they're too involved in sin. and They'll never turn. They'll, they'll never change. Would anybody agree? We were all messed up. We all dropped the ball. We all come short of the glory of God. But Paul, I'm glad that the aim is the man that blew it. The, the aim is the lady that blew it. The aim is that one that's broken and busted and messed up and full of sin. And I'm glad that that is the aim of every revival. And so with that thought in mind, I want to show you verse 12. Go with me. I'm in Luke 15. I'm in verse 12. The younger, that's the baby boy, said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them, not just the baby boy, but the elder brother, he divided unto them his living. And, and here's what the boy was saying, and we all know this, but I've missed it. Here's what the boy was saying. Daddy, I want your money. I don't want you. I want you to give me that, that that belongs to me. I think I can manage my life better without you. How many would agree that's the picture of humanity? I can figure it out. I can do this on my own. I, I'm a better... I, 
Daddy, I don't, I really don't need you. I want to be my own man, do my own things, live my own way. And look at verse 13. He says, it says, not many days after, he went into a far country and wasted his substance with riotous living. That verse that always jumps out to me, Brother Kevin, is this. There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. Man is right in his own eyes. Man thinks he's got the answer. But here's what happened. There's a couple of principles, Sister Andrea, that I want to give the church today. That it all happened, and this is why it happened in the prodigal and in the lost son. Chris, he began to look out the window of opportunity. Amen. Here's what he considered. What is out there that I haven't touched? Amen. That I haven't tasted. That I haven't experienced. There's more to life than sitting in this boring house with my boring parents. I'm preaching better than you, amen, in today. There's got to be more than this. And the allurement of that looking out the window. The devil sees you, young man. The devil sees you, sir. The devil sees you, young lady. The devil sees you, mama, as you look out the window and you think to yourself, what have you not touched? What have you not tasted? What have you not experienced? There's got to be more than this boring life of sitting at the Father's house, sitting at the table. And the devil, Brother Tony, takes his crooked finger and leads you out of the safety of home. And you begin to do what you want to do. If you agree with the preacher, somebody say amen. The old preacher said, when it really gets good, it gets real quiet. We must really be preaching good this morning. A couple of things I want you to write down. I see sin as pleasure. Amen. Sin is black. But you can, everybody knows this. AJ, we all know this. But you can enjoy sin for a season. It is, you know, people. we're almost scared to say it. But it, it can be fun for a season. How many know the season doesn't last near as long? I don't know about y'all, but sounds real good to go out and live it up and, and then hang over a porcelain pot. Oh, that don't sound real fun to me, y'all. Oh, it was cool over there. But when you're hugging up on something, you don't know that's nasty. Don't y'all sit up. Amen. 
But oh, you were having fun. You were living it up. Sin's pleasure. And God began to drive it home. And he said, you can enjoy sin for a season. He said, but Derek, don't don't get hung up there. Yes, there is sin's pleasure. Write this down. There is sin's price. Sin will cost you something. (laughs) Oh, man of God. What do you mean sin's price? He is separate from his father. He's miles and miles away from his father. He's doing his own thing. And, and, and God, I said, God, what is the price of sin? And we all know this, Pastor Joplin. We all know the price of sin is we are separate from our father. Not only... Brother Troy, are we separate and we are alone? But the Bible said he began to be in want. Do you understand? Not all, not all, not only are we separate from our Father, but would you agree with the preacher? We live in sorrow. The pain and the hurt and the agony, not only is it separate, not only are we living in sorrow. Hey, have you ever noticed this about sin? The more you get in sin, the more you want. The more you want sin. But sin doesn't comfort you. Sin doesn't bring peace of mind. Sin leaves you separate. Sin leaves you alone. Sin leaves you in sorrow. And and notice what the boy did. He's in the pig pen. I'm going to know it's an embarrassment for a Jew to be in a pig pen. He's in a pig pen. Now, I'm just going to tell you this has never happened to me. I've been in sin and I messed up. But that boy got so low. He wanted to eat what the pigs ate. Nasty. Catasty. Write that in your notebook right there. Yeah, it's nasty. There is sin's pleasure. There is sin's price. Not only did it separate him, not only did it make him alone, but listen to me, and he lived in sorrow, and he wanted more. It was not only sorrow, it was shame. It was shame for him. And, and, and can I just tell you right now, Sin will not only leave you separate, full of sorrow, but sin will leave you in shame. Amen. Now, preacher, you ever go? No, this is the aim of every revival. Then I noticed this. He had everything at the Father's house. Now he has nothing in the pig pen. He was separate. He's full of sorrow. He's in shame. Tony, he's in suffering. How many would agree sin is suffering? You begin to look around and you're in the pig pen and you're wondering why am I here? What am I ever going to do? And God said, Derek, drive the home, the point home that the lost son and the lost daughter is the aim of every revival. Point number two. 
the loving Savior. If I took notes, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get blessed by my own preaching because I know what I'm about to say. Somebody grin real big. You'll make me feel. You're doing good. So the lost son is the aim of the revival. The loving Savior is the agent for revival. Amen. The agent. Can I tell you, well, worship center, we're never going to have revival without the agent of revival. Jesus is the agent. The Father is the agent. God is the agent of revival. And would you agree with me? He can bring revival in our homes and in this house. He's the agent. Watch this. So you say, Derek, do you got any meat and taters? I, I, I got a little. I see this unfold. The father, it broke his heart for the Joplin. When the baby boy come and got his goods and got his portion of money and, and left and, 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 the, and the boy left. And, and, and I want you to see this. That father, uh, I was going to get, I can do it. I, I think I'm good enough to do this. So the father is sitting on the porch, looking down the road, looking down the highway. And, and here's what the Bible said. He saw him a great way off. Everybody look up here. You don't see things a great way off unless you're looking. I believe that the daddy, the father, believed. My boy, he's going to come back home. Kevin, I believe the father is sitting on the porch, looking down the road, believing that that boy that squandered it, that boy that wasted it with harlots, that lived it up, that parted it and, and squandered it all. I believe the father, the agent of revival, is looking down the road, believing that that boy would come home. Amen. And you know it, and your pastor has preached that. But watch this. Someone says, what happened? Well, the Bible said that he saw him a great way off and, and to make it nice and neat and bring it all in. When, when the boy or the daddy saw him a great way off, do you remember what the father did? The father jumps off the porch, runs toward his boy. Now, you've got to believe this. When he gets to the boy, the boy, is, he's rehearsed his speech. And the boy begins to talk and, and, and the daddy jumps on him. And, and I love this. Falls on him. And someone says, well, and, and this is what I studied the other day. I learned this. If a prodigal brother Chris disgraced his daddy, that boy could be stoned. You know what that father did, Brother Joplin, when he jumped off the porch and ran to him and fell on him? Here's what the father was saying. They're not going to stone you unless they stone me. Let's break and pause and shout for about five good minutes right there. 
Is anybody glad? The agent of revival, when you squandered it, when you messed it up, and you blew it, and you were living in shame, and you were living in sorrow, and you were living in suffering, y'all ain't hearing me, and your world was falling apart, that your father jumped off the porch, ran to where you was. Hallelujah. And jumped on you. How many agree? That's a powerful thought. But he was undignified. It was in, hey, a Jew's not supposed to run and show his ankles. And, but, but how many know that daddy didn't give a rip? Amen. The Bible says he kissed him. Now, I don't know. I got to be careful. I, I get somebody nervous up in here. I don't believe that the father just you got a boring ideal of your father. You're crippled too high for Kevin. If that's what you got, wrong picture. It wasn't just. I believe, Pastor. He kissed him over and over and over and over and over. And the boy, everybody look over here. And the boy is still trying to say, and he's still. Make me one of the hired servants. And, and the boy's still talking. And, and the daddy didn't want anything to do with that speech. Shut up and let your daddy kiss you, man. Enjoy the moment. It's just how we are. AJ, he fixes us. He, he brings us up. And, and we're still trying to talk. And God said, you coming home is enough for me. I'm about to take off and lap the building. But I don't want to, I don't want y'all to think I'm animated. This is me keeping my composure. <laughs> I gotta go. Write this down. The father, the boy was saying, make me a servant. The father was having nothing to do with that, Tony. You're not a, this is not servanthood. This is sonship. Amen. You're my son. Now, if you jot down notes, these, these processes of the agent of revival, and, and you need to see this, when he kissed him, it was the ultimate sign, Brother Chris, the ultimate sign of acceptance. I accept you. I receive you. And I restore you. Quit living in the past, we don't even have to talk about what you did or where you've been. I know it all. I, I, I know what you've done. I know where you've been. But when I lay my lips on you and kiss you over, and it's like that aunt that you came to the family reunion and she just keeps on kissing. And you woe to the out. 
But when you're dirty and you stink and your father looks past that and kisses you, all of a sudden, that boy quit talking. And he received his father's acceptance. I don't know how young states are come, but you're doing good, I'm telling you. You're doing good. Then the father said, put the best robe on him. The robe stood for purity. Do you realize this boy's been in the pig pen? Troy, can I just, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm really not. Slopping hogs. You know, we're the Razorbacks from Arkansas. And I ain't never seen a clean pig. Them baby dolls is nasty. And I love to eat a hog. I eat, a, I eat bacon. Don't, don't, don't. But, but I, and I love it. And it's good. But, but man, I'm telling you, that boy had been in the pig pen, Pastor Joplin. He, he's got mud. He's got manure. He, he's got flies and, and gnats swarming his head. And the daddy said, I'm going to put this robe signifying that you're pure. I'm going to cover you. Is anybody listening? Yeah, you stink. Yeah, you got some smell. And yeah, you've been stained up. Hey, can I tell you what the father didn't do? I got to throw this out because I'm going to deal with this in a minute. When the father jumped on the boy and began to kiss him, he didn't say this. Where have you been? You are a disappointment. I think what he did, he didn't say, you squandered it. Why did you do that? No, that's what religious people do. Where have you been? You that are without sin, cast the first stone. How many of none of us can pick up no stones? Every one of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you agree with the man of God, shout amen. amen. So the robe meant purity. I'm, I'm hurrying. The robe meant purity. I, I took my time. Then watch this. Then there are the ring. When he put the ring on the boy's finger. The ring stood for privileges. I, I love this. When he put the ring back on his finger, he said this to him basically. You have been restored to full authority. Everything that's mine is yours. You can get the Coke Zeros in the refrigerator. You can have the Little Debbies in the pantry. Y'all hearing me? You can have the mixed nuts that I stashed from your mama right over. I found them at the preacher's house and he snuck a couple of handfuls. Didn't he offer the man of God? No. 
He'll stand before God. Somebody say amen. At my house, we call it green light, red light. Green light is, now you've got to understand something. In my house, there's differences between my wife and me. My wife believes that broccoli is a green light. Everybody look over here. Broccoli is not a green light. It is all the way red light. Get you some, Tony. Help yourself. As I chew on the brisket, somebody say amen. My wife thinks everything that is clean and healthy is a green light. I believe M&M peanuts. There are green M&M peanuts. And I pull out a few green every once in a while and say, baby, this is 100% green light. And I've got Sophina agreeing with me. i got to get back to the sermon. The rings symbolize privileges, full authority. Shoes spoke of possession. Only slaves wore no shoes. When the son got his shoes, it showed that he was a son. And, and I love this. The father provided a fatted calf. He killed the fatted calf. And they are celebrating. They are dancing and they are celebrating. Here's where I come to my final character. Now let's go over this because I don't want you to miss it. The lost son, Bryson, is the aim of every revival. The loving Savior is the Agent for revival. Write this down. The legalistic sibling is the adversary to revival. Wow. Someone asked me that. I, made an, I said adversary the other day. And, 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 and how many know sometimes we miss it? Adversary means he's not for revival. He's the enemy of revival. Does that make sense to y'all? I don't want anybody missing the point. And, and I know some, probably all of you got that, but, but I wanted to make sure that is clear. So the legalistic sibling is the adversary to revival. The elder brother comes up, Pastor Joplin, and he hears the music and he hears the dancing. Or he sees the dancing, hears the music. And he says, Whoa! Whoa! What's going on? Oh, you, the servant said, you hadn't heard? No. Your brother that was lost has come back home and your daddy has killed the fatted calf. And we're drinking and dancing and celebrating the return of your lost brother. Everybody look up here. He was ticked. Off. You said, preacher, why you do that? Because I believe that's the adversary 
of real revival. And someone says, well, well, Derek, what does it mean? Here's what it means. It, there, there's so much, and, and I'm going to wrap it up real quick. I, I promise. It's famous last words of every evangelist. Here's what the, that, that legalistic sibling believed. As he hears the music and, and he sees the dancing, and he knew that his brother had left. Hey, Brother Kevin had slept with harlots and had, and had slept with every woman in, in town. And, and he's thinking, and, and here's what he's doing. And, and, and this is such a good point. Maybe you ought to make a mental note or write it down. Do you understand you can be so religious that you can't recognize what God is doing? You can be all about you and miss what the Father is doing. Here's the whole concept of the legalistic sibling. Here's what he believed. Daddy, you're blessing people that ought not be blessed. How many know that's an adversary to revival? We don't pick and choose who God blesses. <laughs> we don't get to tell God, hey God, by the way, you know I like Bill and I like Bob, but I don't give a rip about Jim. Well, you're crazier than you look. You don't get to tell God who he blesses. Do you agree with the preacher? Now, long story short, preached a long time, pulling it all into a nice bow right here. What's the singing for? What's the dancing? Why? why? Can I tell you what blows my mind about the American church? And I guess I ought to know because I preach in the American church. A lot of our churches, Pastor Joplin, have forgot what revival is all about. We forgot. And religious people don't like the music. And they don't like the dancing. I'm thinking about dancing just on credit right now. Just to see if I can tick you off real quick. That's a joke. I'm really not going to dance. My left ankle hurts. I've had way too many green lights. It Brings inflammation. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm up here preaching and you're just distracting me, y'all. <laughs> Two things and I'm done. The law, listen to me, Brother Bryson. The law shuts us out of the party. <laughs> law shuts us out of the party and gives us no hope. Grace flings the door open, Chris, and says, come on in here. Let's eat and dance and shout and praise the Lord. You were lost, but now you're found. You were empty, but now you're full. And you've come back home. And I'm going to not only hug you and kiss you and clothe you, but we're going to celebrate what God's done. In your life. How many agree that's grace? But here's the deal. Here's the deal. 
legalistic sibling said, Daddy, you've, you've given him my calf. That's mine. The daddy said, how many do we got, son? Oh, well, we got 14,000. How many of that one calf you fed is the one that gets on your nerves if we give it away? But there's 14,000. That's that nervous twitch again. Isn't that just how we are? It's legalistic. We are ate up. We are, in, we are preventing revival. And here's my prayer today. I don't want to be, look up here, I don't want to be an adversary to revival. I want revival in my home, in my family, in the church of America. And if you agree with that, somebody shout amen. amen. Stand all over the room. But you might have walked in today and you're the man or you're the woman as Brother Chris comes in, you're the man or the woman that looked out the window of opportunity and you, 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 you kept looking and, and the longer you looked, you thought, what have I not tasted? What have I not touched? What have I not experienced? And I can assure you, Dad, I can assure you, Mom, I can assure you, young man, young lady, if you continuously look out the window of opportunity, it will not be long till the devil takes his crooked finger and lead you out of the palace and lead you out of the Father's house and exposes you and, 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 and opens you up to a life of sin, you'll find sin's pleasure and then you'll find sin's price. Oh God, there's some prodigals in this room today. There are some lost sons and lost daughters that, that blew it. They, they messed up. They, 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 they not only broke their daddy and mama's heart, they, they broke their own heart. And they sat in here with tears in their eyes and heard in their ears and heard in their soul. And they need to know that you're going to jump off the porch. Father, minister now. I want to make this statement, Pastor. The same agent of revival. Now, now I, I told you, but I want you to look up here one more time. <laughs> the lost son and the legalistic sibling. Both boys were messed up. Can I tell you? I've been both boys. I've been that lost son. And I've been that legalistic sibling. What's this, Pastor? The father stood on the porch, saw him a great way off, jumped off the porch, and ran to the lost son. But the same father that jumped off the porch and went to the lost son is the same father that was on the same porch for the legalistic sibling. He 
he wants to bring revival more than you want it will revival come to our homes 